On today's show, the trade deadline is rapidly approaching. I'll tell you where the Mavericks stand and why it's time to buy low on PJ Washington in a trade. And more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks. Don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show. Make it Locked On Mavs your first listen today. Where the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day, leave a five-star review, like the video, and comment anything below. Let me know in the comment section. Which player do you want the Mavericks to trade for? Give me a trade in the comments. I'm, I'm collecting them all today. I got to catch them all. Let me know in the comments section. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed. You can place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Flying solo today. Wanted to talk all about trades. And I wanted to get into a bunch of trades that you guys sent me. Because there's just a bunch of trade things to get into. There's just so many. So I've got some rapid fire ones at the end. Drummond. Uh, Grimes has been mentioned before. Dorian and Dinwiddie. Got a couple of those I want to bring up a little later. And so we'll talk about some of those. Got some of the Wizards guys that you guys have thrown some trades out. And I'll talk through some of those. And do I feel like any of the Wizards trades? Gafford, Kuzma, Denny Abdia. Do I feel like any of those could happen? And I definitely want to get into P.J. Washington because I do think it's time to buy low on P.J. But I want to start here. Let's start with just where the Mavericks are as the trade deadline approaches. You need a little bit of a primer where, where, where the Mavs are. So trade season is coming. February 8th is the trade deadline. We're just a couple weeks away here. The Mavericks have been rumored to be in on a bunch of different power forwards. They want to get in on that four spot and improve. They, they need to improve at that spot. They've tried... Grant Williams there to start the year, and that hasn't really worked for them as well as definitely I hoped and probably as well as the Mavericks had hoped. And it's been a while. Like, it's been a while. And so I don't know if we're getting a much better version of Grant Williams guaranteed. Could happen, but I don't know if it's guaranteed. Derek Jones Jr. has been thrust in that role. I think he's better as a three spot. They've had, you know, when, when Dante Exum and Derek Jones Jr. can play together, but that hasn't really happened that often. And so how, how are they going to improve that spot? Omax hasn't really, like, been, he could have been an, an awesome start in that spot, but he doesn't seem ready, which is totally fine for him. There's just a lot of things that they tried in that spot that haven't really worked. And so they're trying to upgrade in that spot. That's where they've been rumored all over the place. Now they've been rumored for a lot of other players. We'll talk about some of those too, but that seems to be the primary spot. And I agree that the Mavericks should improve that spot. That should be the primary spot. The Mavs improve where the Mavericks are though. They've got, they've got limited assets right now, especially if you are in the camp that I'm in where I don't think they're going to try to trade a first this year because I think they want to try to save those for free agency this summer where they'll have three. Three first just got the Pacers Pascal Siakam. Okay, think about that kind of an upgrade for the Mavericks. That's what you want to do this summer. So I don't think you want to put that in jeopardy. If you can do something that put takes you a step forward this year with that first, then do it if you think it'll take you forward. It's got to take you forward enough, though, because this team, by, ne- the, by the start of next season, needs to be kind of a contender because the, the clock is ticking. Like, Miss Minutes is, is about to pop up and jump scare everybody into, oh, my God, this team needs to be ready because the time is, is winding down here. So that's where I think the Mavericks are. That's what they're looking for. Another thing, uh, so I got 100 th- trades thrown at me. I, I don't think I'm exaggerating. 100 trades 
thrown at me on Twitter today when I put out this tweet. A lot of them had the Mavericks taking back a bunch of money, and it still kind of like technically works out in Fanspo. That's the new trade machine that we're all using. And it still works out like the money will go back and forth. The problem is the Mavericks have 3.5, essentially, it's like 3,000, 3,461,696 That's how much they have. Basically three and a half million of room between where they are and the next tax. I think it's the first apron is where they'll be. And you don't want to, you don't want to cross that. And so, especially if you're just going to make an incremental, like if you're not going to make the big move that push you forward, you don't want to be into that spot. And so I don't think they're going to make a move that puts them into that spot, especially if it's like real close. I saw a couple that was like, the Mavs are taking back. They're going five more million in. I'm like, well, that just puts them right ahead. Now they do have like Markeith Morris, non-guaranteed that they could just waive. And so maybe that's something that they think about, but that's something I think about in some of these trades. And I'll just say no automatically to some of them because it puts them in a bad financial position. It's not about paying it anymore. It's about the limitations that those apron levels put you in with what you can do going forward. The other part is Josh Green. I've seen Josh Green in a lot of trades. He's a, he's on a poison pill deal. That means that he's making only a certain amount this year and he'll make more next year because of that extension. And it's hard to trade a guy like that. And it just doesn't happen very often. And, you know, he's making 4.7 this year and it'll jump up to 12.6 because of the extension. It's just very hard to trade some of those guys. The, the other thing, and the Mavericks need to make a move. They've made a move in each of the last seven trade deadlines. I think that they'll make a move this year. Brad Townsend brought that up, that they've made a move in each of the last seven trade deadlines. They've also, or around trade deadline, they've also made a move in nine of the last 11. That's a lot. <laughs> That's two different regimes for front office like leaders, but still. Magic Johnson also on Twitter, the ever, the ever truther, said, looking at the Western Conference, I think the world champion Nuggets, the Clippers, the Timberwolves, and the Thunder don't need a trade. The Lakers, Pelicans, Suns, the Mavericks, the Warriors and the Kings definitely need to make some trade before the deadline. Magic said it. The Mavericks have done it. And I think the Mavericks will do it again. One more thing. I'm doing the Isaac. I'm, Peace out. I'm doing the Isaac before. One more thing. Herb Jones has been brought up a bunch. He would be amazing. He would definitely be one that I would definitely give up a first round pick for. He would be somebody that I would I would look at. To, all right. What kind of, what assets do you want? New Orleans. We'll give it to you. Mark Stein reported this weekend, quote, it was relayed to me in strong terms over the weekend that the Pelicans, contrary to one recent report, are not open to fielding offers on defensive ace Herb Jones. So that goes contrary to the other rumor that we heard recently that they were interested. I'm going to believe Mark Stein on this one. And so we'll see. Uh, It is also funny that one year ago, like February 8th, 2022, Mark Stein made this exact same report that Herb was off limits in trade talks. So it's funny that they're like a year apart. Let's talk about PJ Washington. I think it's time for the Mavericks to buy low. If they want to make one of these incremental steps forward, and that's what I think they're, they're going to do, take to just take one more step forward. P.J. Washington, I think, could be the guy that they turn to and that they do. And I think he, they, he should be one of those guys. He's 6'7". He's not going to give him a ton of size, but he's a big dude. He is 25 years old, a power forward center. He's played a lot of small. Stop me if you've heard this before. <laughs> Not, not tall, but a big dude. Power forward that has played some small ball center uh, and can do a lot of things on the court, but not but doesn't do a ton of things well. Doesn't that sound like Grant Williams to you? They tried with Grant Williams. It has not worked. So maybe P.J. Washington can be what they envisioned Grant Williams to be. 
He's down in pretty much every statistical category this season. All the advanced, a lot of advanced stats are, are down for him. Um, you know, the, the team is worse defensively when he's out there and all that. He's just having a down year. The Hornets are just having a down year uh, all of a sudden. He's down three points per game. He's down, you know, uh, he's down some defensive numbers. He's down three point shooting by like 20 percentage points. He's down in his, you know, free throws per game. He's down in his shots per game by two. Like it's just a down year. He's down in his starts. Last year, he started all 73 games for the Hornets. This year, he's only started 16 out of 35 games. Like he's just down in all these categories. And they went, and remember, we talked about him a lot this offseason. If you listen to the show, if you're part of the Raccoon Squad, you've listened and know that he was a restricted free agent this summer. And I thought that maybe the Mavericks would be in on him when they were looking for a Grant Williams type, basically. They were trying to fill this, this forward spot that Dorian Finney-Smith left. That they would maybe go after him. And then there was the whole thing about how Dallas is in his location bio and his profile. And there's all about how he, you know, is from here and all that kind of stuff. He uh, he, he has lived here. He, he was born in Kentucky and went to Kentucky for school, but he lived here at some point. I think went to high school here. Um, and then he was, then he ended up signing the restricted free agent, you know, as a restricted free agent with the Hornets, he signed for 16.8 million this year, 15 and a half next year. And then 14 the year after that, he's a descending contract. That's very positive right now. And so I think it's time to look at PJ Washington coming to the Mavericks coming up. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why I think that the Mavericks should buy low. I told you why they are buying low, but let me tell you why I think it's a, it's a smart thing for them to do that. We'll talk about that and more coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Hungry Root. Hungry Root will help you if you're trying to eat healthier. I'm one of those. I've always like, I just got to find the thing that helps me, that gets me to eating healthier. And I'm always trying new things. I'm always trying to like plan out my meals, make it easier for me. Hungry Root is here to rescue you from short-term, short-lived resolutions by making meal planning easy and nutritious. Build healthy habits that won't disappear by February with Hungry Root. Whether you're braving the cold or dealing with crowds grocery shopping this time of the year can be the worst it really is i feel like i'm spending 150 bucks anytime i go to the grocery store basically hunger root makes it easier for everyone to eat healthy they support all major diets and lifestyles including gluten-free vegan vegetarian dairy-free low carb and others it's all kinds of stuff that you can get it's the easiest way to get fresh high quality food delivered to your door they've got healthy groceries and simple recipes all in one you just take a fun short quiz and hunger root will get to know you your goals and how you like to eat, and they'll ask you what flavors you like and all that kind of stuff, what kitchen appliances you use, all that stuff. They're like, wow, this is like tailor-made for me. And then they'll go beyond your grocery haul with thousands of easy recipes that actually put your groceries that you buy and that you get to good use. I always buy that one thing that I never use. There's like this, there's always like a package of like, uh, mushrooms or something in the back of my fridge that I just forget to use. Right now, Hunger Root is offering Lockdown NBA listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash Lockdown to get 40% off your first delivery and, and free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash Lockdown. Don't forget to use the link HungryRoot.com slash Lockdown. Also want to tell you about eBay Motors. eBay Motors has you covered with all the... Uh, with all the... Uh, <laughs> With all the car, I almost went straight into a different, with all the car parts that you could ever need. Go check out and see what they have available for you. Passion, drive, and patience, what brings home a winning trophy, the Mavericks in 2011. Uh, That's what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle. They have superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered because the eBay Motors you're burning rubber and not cash. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Keep your ride or die alive with ebaymotors.com. 
Uh-oh, guess what day it is? Guess what day it is, huh? Anybody? Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, listening every day. We appreciate each and every one of you that are doing that, that have been part of this show, part of this community, uh, commenting on YouTube, coming up to me at games. Love that. I'm in section 123. I'll be there for the Suns game. So hope to see you guys there. All right, Isaac, let's get into the rest of these trade rumors. P.J. Washington. I think it's time to buy low on P.J. Washington because, like I said, all of his statistical things are down this year. But I think he's capable of being a player that could really fit what the Mavericks want to do. I think he could be in that Grant Williams role that they envisioned earlier in this season. Look at last year. The reason why he got he got some money. His three-point percentage has gone down each, each year since his second year basically in the league. I think the Mavericks can get that back up. I think they can get him some more open shots. I think that they can put him in a spot that will be better for him. And I think that will be, you know, that he'll be in a, in a better spot. He can get his shot a little bit better than what Grant Williams can. Uh, he's averaged two assists a game his entire career. I think he's a better passer definitely than Grant Williams. And I think the Mavericks in that short roll spot where Luka and Kyrie are getting doubled, I think he could be excellent in that. I think the Mavericks could finally find a small ball defense, like a small ball lineup that works with PJ Washington at the five at times. I just think that he would fit what the Mavericks want. And if you're going to look at some of his, his like advanced numbers, some of the ones I mentioned earlier that are down this year, look no further than the Hornets are just having an awful, an awful year. Look at him with PJ Washington with Mark Williams. Mark Williams is a pretty good comp to Derek Lively as far as a young center that, you know, is a pretty good defensive, was supposed to be really good defensively, rim roller, all that. This year, PJ Washington and Mark Williams together on the floor. The Hornets have 122 defensive rating. Awful, terrible. Last year, those same two guys together on the floor had a 109.7 defensive rating. It's possible. Just looking at that, it's possible for P.J. Washington to be in a good defense and to be part of a good defense and be part of that and to pair with a guy like Derek Lively in Mark Williams that and they can have a good defense. And so I think he can help the Mavericks in that area. Like I said, he's 6'7", so he's not the biggest, but he's still a you know, big body. The Mavericks have struggled with him at times. And I just think he's a guy that can do a lot of things that would help the Mavericks going forward. And all those things, I think you're buying low. And I think you're buying low on what he could be right now. Look at what they just did with Terry Rozier. They just traded him for a first and Kyle Lowry's contract. The Heat got off of Kyle Lowry's contract. The Hornets took back some more money, I'm pretty sure. And they got a first round pick for it. And so if he's going to be, if PJ Washington is worth less than what Terry Rozier is, which I think he would be, then I think you're getting him for, for a lower price. Now, the Hornets did just get rid of Terry Rozier. They've got a need for that. We had all the locked on hosts fill out what they think their team wants and what they think their uh, you know team would want to give away and all that kind of stuff. And I asked the Hornets guys, and the Hornets guys said they want cap flexibility, star talent, a big who can shoot, anyone who can shoot. That was the last, that was the last thing. They just got rid of Terry Rozier. Let's try some of these trades. And some of these you guys sent me in. Some of these I just made up. I think I've got four trade options for PJ Washington to the Mavericks. And tell me if you think that these are worth it, either in your car by yourself or in the comments or on Twitter. doesn't matter to me. <laughs> PJ Washington for Hardy, Holmes, two seconds. To me, I think that would be a good trade overall. The Hornets get, you know, Jaden Hardy, who's a young guy that they can build up. He's, he's like kind of in that Terry, Terry Rozier mold. So they replace that with a guy that they can grow. Rashawn Holmes' contract will be expiring next year, so it's not that terrible for them. 
financially, and then you get two seconds out of it too. And if you want to change it up a little bit, you could replace Holmes with Jeremy, or with not Jeremy, with, you can replace Holmes with Grant Williams, take one of the seconds out of it, and it's Hardy and Grant in a second for P.J. Washington. Then you're taking two of those assets, Hardy and you know the seconds, with either upgrading for Grant exactly or taking Holmes's contract and then adding PJ Washington with Grant, which makes a pretty good like twosome in that four spot. You can play them together even if Grant turns it around. Then all of a sudden you got PJ and Grant that are big bodies you can throw at some dudes. If you're just getting PJ Washington, that's good. I think I think those would work. You think also think about you've got to give up stuff to get stuff in the NBA. So for all you that are saying, don't get, don't get rid of Hardy, don't get rid of the seconds, we'll need the, like you got to get rid of stuff to get stuff. If you want to add Nick Richards to it, he's a seven foot center. He's kind of like, you know, he's, he's been their backup center. He's, he's started for them with Mark Williams out here and there. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what they're doing with him. But if you want to throw him in there, maybe it's Hardy Curry Holmes into two seconds. Maybe it's Hardy Grant Holmes in two seconds. And maybe you can snag Nick Richards in there as well. They've got Mark Williams already. You know, I'm not exactly sure what they're doing, but maybe that's just a throw-in that you can just kind of snag from the Hornets already. That's what I think about P.J. Washington. I think it's time to buy low on him because I think that he's having a down year. I think he can be better if he gets out of this Hornets situation. Think about Spencer Dinwiddie with the the Wizards. Think about, you know, some of these players we've seen in the past go from bad teams back to good teams, and all of a sudden you're like, man, what? Aaron Gordon is all of a sudden this amazing, you know, like I, I think that, he could be a, a mini version of that for the Mavericks. And I think that the Mavericks do have the assets to get him. And I think he could be just a step forward. He's younger. He's on the, the books for three more years. His contract is descending. He does a lot of things the Mavericks would want. He's not perfect, right? He's not the perfect Mavericks option on the trade, but it's a possible one. Coming up, let's talk about some of the Wizards guys. Let's talk about some of your other trades too. You guys sent me a ton of trades. So I want to rapid fire through some of these. We'll talk about that coming up. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook has all kinds of props and odds. Right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed. You can place a $5 bet. You can place all kinds of bets. I'm looking at Lions 49ers. Seven-point spread for Lions 49ers. I don't think the Lions are going away. Like, I don't think that they're going to go away into, the, you know, into this good night that much. And so I think that they'll at least cover that seven. I think I would take the seven in that. Do I know anything? Probably not, but... If you are screaming at me saying, you don't know what you're talking about, put money on San Francisco minus seven and then do that. Put $5 down and you get 150 bucks in bonus bets on FanDuel. It's, they have same game parlays, that new explore tab, the parlay hub, which is always fun. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, Isaac, let's get into the other trades you guys sent me. Bunch of trades for the Wizards, guys. I don't think Kyle Kuzma is getting traded to the Mavericks. I don't think they have enough, but here's some trades you guys sent me to try and get Kuzma and Gafford. That would address two needs the Mavericks have, backup center and starting power forward or starting wing, starting four. It would address both needs. Could you do Tim Hardaway, Josh Green, Omax, and Holmes? Technically, numbers-wise, it works. That, one, that one's interesting to me. You're, you're losing Tim and you're losing Josh Green in the rotation. Omax and Holmes aren't in it, but they are in your future. You bring in Kuzma, you bring in Gafford. So you, you got a backup center now who can start, who can spot start for you and you feel good about it. Kuzma, who I think can be part of a playoff team and can be in that, but I'm just not sold that he's the answer. If all it takes is Tim 
Josh Green, Omax, you keep your first. That way you can still take another move forward. I kind of think about that one. We don't know that Omax is going to be a good player. I believe he's going to be, but I, I don't know for sure. If you take Omax out of that one, Kuzma and Gafford, four, Tim Hardaway, Josh Green, Jaden Hardy, Rashawn Holmes in two seconds. So you're, you're, I think you're giving up less in that one, but it is Hardy in the two seconds. Josh Green, trading Josh Green is kind of hard, but in these ones, I think it would work. So those are those are kind of interesting trades for me. If you could get both of those guys, I don't think that either of these get it done though, to be honest. Because but teams have asked for two seconds for or two first for a player before and have not gotten them. So just because the Wizards ask for two first for Kyle Kuzma doesn't mean that they're going to get it. Now they have them under contract for a couple more years, so they could just wait on it. What are they losing? Right? <laughs> are the Wizards losing time? Like all they have is time because they're not like they're not waiting out a Luca contract or something like that. Just Daniel Gafford by himself. I think this is definitely more realistic than a Kuzma and Gafford combo. I think Gafford and Andre Drummond are probably the two backup centers that I'm looking at if the Mavericks try to go after it. Problem is Gafford starts for the the Wizards, so are they going to really want to give him up? Gafford for Holmes and Hardy. That feels like a trade that the Wizards would do, right? Like, so you get you know Holmes' contract, you get Hardy, so you get a guy that you can build up. They've tried a bunch of guards before. You know, the Johnny Davis that hasn't worked and, you know, all that. And so maybe Hardy is the one that actually works for him. Hardy feels like such, that's, oh. did I almost say that? Did I, did, did, you, did you just hear that? Did you just hear what I almost said? Talk about the intrusive thoughts winning. Hardy feels like a player that the Wizards would really want. Let's say it like that. Let's say it like that instead. Oh, God. If you don't want to do Hardy, then Holmes in both seconds. Holmes in two seconds for Daniel Gafford. Doesn't that feel like a trade deadline deal that's like the first one that gets done and everyone goes, wait, are we all about to start talking about Daniel Gafford to the Mavericks for two seconds? And Rashawn Holmes, like, are we all about to start talking? And then all of a sudden, all the other trades come in after that. That one to me feels like a pretty realistic trade. And uh, and the Wizards just start grabbing a bunch of picks and then just start trying the, the OKC route. Denny Avdia is a player that's been brought up to me a lot. The Mavericks have inquired about him. Mark Stein did report that. To me, I think the Mavericks, I think Denny Avdia would be an interesting player for the Mavericks. He's 23. He was the ninth pick in 2020. So the same draft as Josh Green. He's been a good defender. He's like become a pretty good playmaker. He's averaging about four assists a game this year, 12 points. His shot has... Kind of come along this year. He does like a little of everything, but a big wing. And so maybe he's the guy going forward that if you're like, all right, we just need to get a couple of these guys. So let's say they they do get Denny and then they have Omax and then like two, three years from now, the Mavericks would be in a real good spot with some big wings. Maybe that works out for you. Rashawn Holmes in a first. Does that make it, does that make it happen? I don't think that's enough for Maybe it's a first in two seconds, but then all of a sudden, like you're giving up that first and then you can't take that big step forward this, this offseason. Like, I don't think Denny is the guy to do that. And he's kind of like a weird poison pill contract where he's making 6 million this year. And then after that, it'll be 15 and a half, 14, 13, and about 12. His contract's going down too. So that's maybe one you want to take advantage of. That's one where like, you've got to like, if I had done more like wizard scouting on, on, on him, maybe I'd be more down for, cause he could be an Aaron Gordon type, right? He could be, 
not the same athlete and, you know, the different t- style of player and all that, but like a big wing with a descending contract on a team that's not very good that all of a sudden trades him away and then he goes into a better basketball context that makes him look better. That could happen. I could see that happening. I'm not 100% sure though. Haven't watched enough Wizards games. I'm not going to lie. Have you watched enough Wizards games? No. Who has? Have the Lockdown Wizards games <laughs> Have they watched them? Does a first get it done? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it would. Maybe it's Holmes, Hardy, and a first, and then all of a sudden it's getting a little complicated with, can you do Denny and Gafford and then like try and combine it all together? Denny and Gafford does kind of make a lot of sense. You get you all of a sudden get younger. All right, let's talk about some rapid fire ones. These are these are fun. These were all submitted to me by you guys. Dorian, Spencer Dinwiddie for Tim Hardaway Jr., Grant Williams, and a first. I don't know that Dinwiddie has has a lot of uh, value right now. He's got the lowest field goal percentage in the league. He tweeted about that and wondered why no one was talking about any of the context for it. He's got the lowest field goal percentage in the league. He's making 20 million and he's got just this one year left on his deal. Dorian Finney-Smith, you know, they want two first for him. Same thing for Kuzma goes for Dorian Finney-Smith. Are they getting two first for him somewhere? And with the Mavericks first, maybe they throw those two seconds in. All of a sudden the Mavs in the aggregate get back the two guys that they sent and that they kind of need right now. I do think that they need a Dory, a, a Dinwiddie type, just a guy to handle the ball a little bit here and there. Is big a bigger guard could play next to either Kyrie or Luca at times. Um, knows the map system obviously, and then Dorian bringing back. You know, I'm down for that. I don't think this is enough for the Nets. I don't think it is. But maybe you throw in a, a Jaden Hardy, couple of seconds. Maybe that does get it done. How much better do you, would you feel about this team if it's? Dorian and Dinwiddie plus everything else they already have. I'd feel pro- I'd probably feel better about it. Definitely, definitely better, but I don't know how much better I'd feel about it. Drummond. I told you at the top, I would talk about Drummond. I think Drummond is the other backup center to look at because I don't think the Bulls are going anywhere. So I think they start selling off. Drummond's on one year, so they're going to lose him for nothing. Shouldn't they just get some seconds for him or something? You could send Drummond for Markeith Morris in two seconds or a second. You could trade Curry again. It would be like the fourth time they traded Curry. Curry for Drummond in two seconds. Or Curry for Drummond. Would they do that? I don't know. But I feel like Drummond would come in and be the backup that, you know, could help the Mavericks for sure. Since they now have the starting center. Like, I've been against Drummond in the past because he was supposed to come in and be the starting center and be the answer. Like, I didn't think he was that guy. But I do think he is the guy to play behind Lively if they've already got the guy that fits exactly what they want at the starting five spot. So that one's interesting. This is a trade I've brought up before that I think someone regurgitated to me, which is fine. Tim Hardaway and Seth Curry. Sorry, Seth. For Quentin Grimes and Evan Fournier. Grimes is younger. He's a really good shooter. You take a step back this season because you're losing Tim. That one hurts. But you get a younger guy on a longer, you know, in a longer-term vision, and you're taking a, a swing for the future there. I think Quentin Grimes could help the Mavericks going forward. I don't know about that one, though. Fournier, like, could, could the Mavs resurrect Fournier? Does he become, like, a, like, could he be, like, 70% of what Tim brings? Tim only brings what Tim brings, like, 50% of the time. So. <laughs> That's fine. Do the math on that one. Can he be 35% of the 50% that Tim is 50% of the time? <laughs> I don't know. That one's interesting. PJ Tucker. This one got brought up by Bobby Marks on his uh, Mavs trade preview thing. PJ Tucker for Rashawn Holmes in a second. 
bring PJ Tucker in. I'm not sold on him like as a player coming in and fixing, but maybe he's the the vet presence that the Mavs need. Like maybe they just need one more vet presence guy that's been in playoff games and you know can teach Grant Williams how to be a better Grant Williams because he is what Grant Williams was. Uh, he's got this year at 11 million, and then next year 11.5 million dollar player option. So if you do it for Holmes, you're basically like losing nothing. He's older, but you know he can shoot the three at least, and he's been in playoff settings and. I think kid would trust him. So that one's pretty interesting. Like I'm kind of down for that one. You're not losing a whole lot. One second. Um, another play, another, somebody else sent me this trade. Dwight Powell in two seconds for a usable 2024, 25 in season tournament floor. <laughs> Can we get the in season tournament floor working? We never got to see the Mavs one. <laughs> I got this trade sent to me too. Kyrie Irving. I just heard a million gasps. Just heard like a like several hundred gasps across the Metroplex. Kyrie Irving for Carl Anthony Towns. This same person sent me Kyrie for Zion Williamson. I can't decide which one of those is worse and which one of those is better. Cat coming off of that big like what what did he score fifty point game the other night uh, makes that more interesting. But I, I just don't think I don't think either of those makes the Mavs better. The last one I got sent is a trade that the Mavericks would acquire a coach and that they would send Jason Kidd away and fire him. I got that like three or four times. People just said fire Jason Kidd, which is not a trade, but it is a suggestion. There you go. That's all the trades. That's why I think you should buy low on PJ Washington. That's why I think that uh, the Mavericks are going to make a move. Tomorrow, we'll be back. Me and Slightly will have the Mavs-Suns game for you. We do every single post game on this show. Dana Larson will be back on Thursday night going into Friday, and then Mavs-Hawks on Friday as well. Mavs-Kings on Saturday. You're just, you're just sticking with me five days a week, sometimes six, sometimes seven. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.